Hi, I'm James Schillinglaw, and I'm here for the virtual road shows, uh, Adventure and Expedition Travel. Uh, it's an event we put on, Insider Travel Report puts on with TA Connect, and uh, welcome to this. And this is the destinations panel. It's how to sell adventure travel at top destinations around the world. And we have a, a great selection of incredible destinations that I believe I've actually been to most of them, maybe not some some uh, some of the ones that we're going to talk to, but in, uh, I just got back from Saudi Arabia. Uh, I've been to South Africa. I've been to Hawaii. Uh, the only the only one maybe is is some of the destinations that our friend from uh, Myriad Marketing is representing. So uh, we're going to get right to it and uh, uh, let, let let's start. And first of all, let me introduce the panel and just raise your hand. Just to, so from uh, South African Tourism, uh, Christy Angelotti, who's head of Trade Relations North America. Welcome. Uh, from all the way from Saudi, Tour Saudi Arabia, Saudi Tourism Authority, Anas uh, Al-Sharif, who's the Trade Marketing Executive Director for Saudi Tourism. And he's he stay, agreed to stay up late for us because he's about eight hours uh, ahead. So that thank you. Uh, and from Hawaii, um, and I'm not sure if she is in Hawaii, but if she was, it, she'd have be the up opposite way. Robin Basso, who's the Senior Director of Travel Industry Partnerships for the Hawaii Visitors and Convention Bureau. Uh, many of you know Robin from a lot of trade shows, that's for sure. And last but certainly not least, uh, uh, Julie uh, Avare-Cuesta, who is from uh, MMGY Myriad Marketing, and she is representing a bunch of, uh, of uh, uh, countries that Myriad represents, uh, Rwanda, Madeira, Northern North Territory, and Shizuoka, I'll, I'll pronounce it wrong, Japan. Uh, so we're going to talk to all of them about their destinations and what you can do in terms of adventure travel for your clients and how, what you should be booking. Uh, let's start it right off the bat. I'm going to get each of you to, to describe your destinations in brief and why they your destination should be considered uh, as an adventure travel destination. We're going to start with you, Robin, uh, Hawaii. I know there's a lot to do out there. Absolutely. Mahalo. And it's such a great uh, opportunity to be here with all. So uh, appreciate being included. And, you know, Hawaii truly does offer six very distinct, uh, unique islands and unique uh, opportunities. Of course, crystal clear blue waters, incredibly stunning green cliffs. We've got volcanic landscapes and active volcanoes, snow-capped mountains. And, you know, the, the wealth of natural beauty is just the perfect backdrop for unforgettable experiences, for people that want to delve deeper into the culture, that welcoming spirit of aloha, but of course, thrilling outdoor adventures. And I think something that's really unique is just the distinctive environments, as well as plants and animals that you can't find anywhere else in the world. I mean, the island of Hawaii itself has all but four of the Earth's 13 climate zones. So tons of great opportunities for your adventure-seeking clients to really have access to that breathtaking beauty and diversity. Absolutely. Now we're going to jump a, a bit farther around the world. We'll go to Anas at Saudi Arabia. Uh, very, very different and in, uh, absolutely an adventure travel destination. But let's talk about uh, uh, your destination, Anas. Tell us a little bit about Saudi Arabia and it's uh, why it's an adventure travel destination. So so what a lot of people don't know about Saudi, it's, it's the, the 12th largest country in the world. And the topography in it is so diverse that it's not only about deserts. Yes, we have the world's largest uh, sand dune desert, uh, al Khali, the empty quarter. But you also have snow, and we're hosting the <clears throat> the, the 2029 uh, Asia uh, Winter Olympics or Winter Games in Saudi. 
that, that's you have when I first heard you add snow, I was like, no, no, that's not right. And the answer yeah. is, it is right. <laughs> exactly. No one would expect that. And we also have rainforests in high altitudes. You have over 1,200 uh, kilometers of pristine Red Sea coast where you it's perfect for diving, for snorkeling. So the adventures vary. Uh, the whole country is a playground. You've got Rally the Car happening there. So the, the, the topography and the nature lends itself to adventure very well. And it's, it's, it's there for the taking. Whoever is adventurous enough to come and uh, hopefully a lot are and uh, to visit and experience themselves. Absolutely. And we've been saying you're, you've been really promoting the country very well in the last year. And, and I, I think we're all very surprised at, at the depth and breadth of what you offer. Uh, we're going to move from you to South Africa. And Christy, tell us a little bit about adventure travel in South Africa and your destination. Yeah, so South Africa is an adventure from beginning to end. And most travel advisors know that we have incredible safaris. But, you know, we have so much more to offer than safari. So we're a large country, about twice the size of Texas. We've got diverse people and diverse land. So we've got mountains, arid deserts, nearly 2,000 miles of stunning coastline across two oceans. We also have savannas covering about a third of the country. We have a huge variety of adventure activities, but we also have a long-standing, well-developed tourism infrastructure and the adventure guides are the best. They live and breathe adventure travel. So whether it's river rafting or safari, your clients will absolutely love the people they meet. And I just wanted to remind you that it's never been easier to get to South Africa. There are no shots, no visas required, and there are multiple new direct routes from the US to both Johannesburg and Cape Town. The dollar stretches very far once they arrive and we are truly a year round destination. So. Whatever time of year your clients have the most time is the best time to visit. Absolutely. And I've been there and it is a great place for adventure travel and not just safaris. That's for sure. Uh, Julie, let's turn to you and let's talk about the countries that you represent first and then just give us a quick soundbite on each one of them that you want to talk about. I sure will. So yeah, thanks James for the opportunity. We are participating with all uh, four of these clients in the virtual trade uh, event that's coming up. So hence the reason I'm going to cover off quite a bit. Um, I will just give you a soundbite on each of them and hopefully it just um, piques your interest and, and will help you to learn more and certainly we're here to help you do that. Um, so actually the, the only country that we represent that's a true country country is Rwanda. So um, known very much for its gorilla trekking. So I would put safari into that adventure category um, and gorillas is what they're really known for. It is an adventure. It's such an up close and personal safari experience. I've done it myself. It, it will just leave you breathless and, and speechless and it, it really stays with you. But in addition to that, they've got hiking, they've got cycling, um, they've got, you know, uh, caving, all sorts of other adventure activities. So it is a great destination. It's a very compact country where you can do multiple things things. Um, moving then up to Northern Territory, which is in Australia, it's the heart of Australia's outback. So it's actually a state, it's not the whole country, mm -hmm. um, but it's really what people think of when they think of outback and really remote Australian experiences. So again, everything from long trail hiking, they've got some of the world's best hiking trails. Um, you've got the top end, which is sort of very adventure. If you want to go out in an airboat and see crocodiles, that, that's a pretty adventurous type of experience that Northern Territory offers. So again, great Australian 
outback adventure, really that is what encapsulates the Northern Territory. Mm -hmm. um, moving then to Europe, so we have Madeira, which is an island off the coast of Portugal. So, I mean, who doesn't love a taste of Europe with a little bit of adventure thrown in? That's kind of how I would best describe um, Madeira. But again, it's an island, so it's got all the sea adventures um, dolphin watching, whale watching. They've also got a bunch of different hikes, um, the Levadas that you can hike around and, and that's a really great experience. And a very, again, compact place where you can be sitting in a city, but getting out to these adventurous activities, super easy. And then last but not least is Shizuoka in Japan. So this is actually a prefecture of Japan, which is a little bit like an, a state in the US. Um, and this one is actually in the shadow of Mount Fuji. So it's between Osaka and Tokyo. Um, and it's also got coastline. So again, hiking is fantastic. The cycling, obviously, Mount Fuji is probably one of um, Japan's best known adventure experiences. So that's a great place to sort of be a stopping off point to, to go and experience that. So that, in a nutshell, is is those four um, amazing and, and very distinctly different destinations. Fantastic. And we'll drill down to some of the exact places uh, in all of those where you can experience adventure travel. But I want to turn back to you and us right now about... Uh, talk about some of the best places in Saudi where really travelers can have that true adventure travel experience. Uh, obviously, you got some great cities. I've been in a few of them, uh, but you, you probably want to get out into the countryside, into the desert, and also, as we said, into the snow, uh, uh, different places. But what are those specific places where uh, you have adventure travel experiences? So it, it, at the end of the day, it depends on what drives you and what, what kind of adventure do you want to have. So Trekking down south, um, scenic treks, scenic hikes, uh, paragliding, these are all available and these are options if that's your choice. Exploring um, virgin uh, coral reefs and seeing very rich marine uh, life. Yeah, the um, Red Sea is, is still, is, I, I, it was so clear in Jeddah. I was amazed at how clear the water was there. And I could exactly. see it could be a great place to explore coral reefs. And, 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 and with the, the Red Sea Development Project happening and, and different uh, properties coming up, you can really experience the Red Sea in a, in, a, in a very unique way. But there's also the whole idea of being able to snorkel anywhere. I mean, I'm, again, I'm talking about 1,200 kilometers of pristine virgin coral reefs that are rich. Um, you have uh, mangrove islands that you can explore. That's if you want the whole marine experience. But again, if you go back to the desert, you've got different trails with camels, you've got camel markets. And so these are adventures of their own in terms of exploring and, and, and seeing something that is unique to the region, but, but different in a way. You have the empty quarter. Um, the sand there is going through it and being able to have that kind of experience as an adventure again on its own. Um, um, so Saudi is really rich with adventure and that is very clear as to having multiple iterations of Rally Dakar happening and taking place in Saudi right. and changing the course year on year because the country lends itself very easily toward to adventure and that kind of experience. And, um, so going to the north and, as you said, snow and seeing snowfall, experiencing that, there's no specific region that I can name because everything in Saudi can be used for an adventure. As you said, um, camping and going out in the desert, having that kind of experience, going to the edge of the world, uh, just off uh, outside of uh, north of Riyadh, which is a 900, uh, 900 meter drop. I mean, the, view, the views there are just absolutely amazing. So... The country is breathtaking and it's 
it's it's right for the picking. I mean, if adventure is what you want, all you need to know is just pick what kind of adventure you want to have and uh, and just come and enjoy it. Fantastic. And I'm, I am looking forward to getting back there to seeing some of that stuff. Now, uh, Christy, uh, tell us a little bit about South Africa, the specific uh, places uh, that that you you can experience adventure. Obviously, uh, you know different safari camps and and places like that. But tell us some more. Yeah. So every province of South Africa has unique options for adventure, but there's two itineraries that really stand out to me. So they're both epic road trips, and the first one is the extended garden route. So it starts in Cape Town and then continues along the southern coast of the African continent. And just about every adventure experience you would ever want can be found there. So a few examples would be you start by hiking Table Mountain, our most fam famous mountain in Cape Town, then maybe go horseback riding through the Winelands, then let's say a helicopter tour along the coast, which actually doubles as a marine safari in most cases with whales and sharks. Um, we even have penguins on our beaches, um, shark cage diving in the Hansby. Um, we have sandboarding along this route. We have multiple national parks for hiking, river rafting, about surfing in Jeffreys Bay, one of the premier surf, surf spots on the entire planet. Um, we have limestone caves and then Cape Agulhas, where the two oceans meet, the Indian and the Atlantic. So you can kind of touch the southern coast of the African continent. And all of that, you can end with a big five safari in a malaria-free reserve. So that's the garden route. And then the other one um, is a total hidden gem. It's the province of KwaZulu-Natal. So oftentimes South Africa is referred to as a world within one country. And this is like a world within one province. So we've got the Drakensberg Mountains here, which is the hiking capital of South Africa. 35,000 rock art paintings can be found there. Stunning hikes and landscapes. Spend a few days there. Then how about staying overnight in a Zulu homestead for an adventure, learn spear throwing, Zulu dancing, maybe meet a Sangoma, a traditional Zulu healer. Then continue back towards the coast, explore our Isamangaliso Wetland Park, which is a UNESCO site, overnight in St. Lucia, which is a town where hippos actually walk around in the town. Um, really cool to see. Stay at some beach lodges, more ocean activities up along the coast in the Indian Ocean, just below the Mozambique border. And then end all of this with what else but another safari. Um, so big five wildlife safaris and all in this one compact drivable region. So lots more to do, but um, I think these are two of the most epic adventure itineraries we offer. Well, yeah, just being that close to a hippo is a little adventurous. If I recall in my safari days there, some of the ones you got to worry about on, on these things. And, and the other thing I would tell you is that uh, I actually have rappelled down Table Mountain. Oh, which okay. uh, I wasn't supposed to do, but somehow I ended up being the first person down and, <laughs> uh, and watching everybody else screaming as they, they came down. And, the, the, and it was a great experience, except for one thing is that I forgot suntan lotion. Oh, and uh, when I got back to the hotel, I was a beet red, and then I had to take the flight all the way back to New York. So that was an interesting experience. It was my adventure for that day. Uh, anyway, that's my adventure experience. Now, uh, let's, let's turn to, to Julie and talk very briefly about each of your destinations. What, uh, what are the exact places where you're going to find adventure? Yeah, well, so Madeira is a, a pretty easy one because their their capital is Funchal. And, and as I said, it's a really small compact island. So the majority of people go there, stay in Funchal, and then they just branch out. Everything is within maximum 90 minutes of that capital. Um, 
And uh, so I would suggest that that's the easiest place. That's where the flights go into. So it's actually super easy. So it's sort of a, a state and a little territory within itself. Shizuoka is a little similar. You just stay in any of the, the small towns within the region and you're right there by Mount Fuji. So that's pretty easy. Rwanda is a little um, a little bit more like South Africa where you kind of do some driving and you go down. So you most people come into Kigali. It's where the flights go in. And then you can almost do like a circle route of the country. So if you want to go up to Akagera, which is where the, their big five game experience is and you can go out and and um, go on the, the boats on the lake and all those sorts of things. You go from Kigali, then you can go across to Volcanoes National Park, which is where the gorillas are. So the hiking, there's also caving in that area and a place called Muzanzi. Um, and then you can go down the, what would be the west coast of, of Rwanda or the western side of Rwanda um, through Lake Kivu and then down to Nwenge National Park, which is where there's more hiking, there's chimpanzee trekking. You can go, um, there's suspension bridges down there, which are great fun and adventure activity to do and then head back to Kigali. So it's kind of you do a circle route of the country. It makes it super easy. And, you know, if you've got, you can do small itineraries for a five days and then you can certainly extend it out to, to 10 or so days. When I when I was there for about um, eight or nine days and, and we had a lot to fill those those uh, that time. And then with the Northern Territory, there's kind of two distinct areas. People go to what they call the top end, which is a tropical area. That's the, the sort of Australian safari equivalent. When you're out in safari vehicles, it's where you can go see the crocodiles. There's hiking around waterfalls. There's hot springs, that type of thing. Or then you move down to the, the southern part of the state, which is where Uluru is. So typically people either come into Uluru where there's an airport or Alice Springs, um, and you can do all of the activities from those areas. You can skydive over Uluru if you're interested. You can segue tour around Uluru, which is kind of fun. And, and when you tell people that, they're like, oh, do you, it sounds adventurous because can I stand up on a segue and keep myself balanced and things like that? There's Harley Davidson rides that you can take around Uluru. So in that area, there's also a lot of activity. So with Northern Territory, it tends to be people do either both in one combination or they choose one over the other, depending on if it's a second or third time perhaps to Australia. And, and then did you want to talk about Japan or did we do that? Oh, I just said briefly, basically Shizuoka is so small that if you're in the region, you can access all the adventure activities. So it doesn't, yeah, yeah there's, it. it's, it's very compact. Yeah. Well, uh, I still haven't gotten to Luru. Uh, and that's the one place, one of the places in Australia I really want to get to. I got to Cairns and did, uh, uh, did, did uh, the, uh, you know, Great Barrier Reef which yeah. is amazing. But, well, uh, yeah, and I would say Uluru is kind of the 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 counter to that. That's the other, you know, big iconic part of Australia that everyone wants to experience. But And I think that's the misconception. People don't realise that there is so many activities to do around Uluru. It's not just sort of going and looking at a big rock. Um, you know, there's so many things you can do with all these adventurous activities. You can camel ride, um, tasting some of the, the Indigenous cuisine around there. Some would consider an adventure too. So there's so much to do. So we, we got to talk about that James we we got to get you to experience Uluru. Uh, absolutely well next time I'm there now Robin uh, talk a little bit about the uh, specific places because you have a lot of islands there uh, <laughs> uh, that, that we have a choice and I've been lucky enough to have been to most of them I think at this point uh, but tell us uh, specifically what places there are uh, in in you know Oahu the big island Kauai uh, you know Maui obviously and some of the other smaller islands. 
Yeah, no. And, and that's a great thing with Hawaii is these a variety of different locations on all six islands. So that that's the beauty of it is you can have kind of multiple uh, vacation experiences in one trip. And, you know, when you go to the northern uh, part of the island chain, Kauai, um, you know, offers incredible adventures. It's actually 80% of the island is inaccessible by car. So the whole interior of the island is just natural, unspoiled beauty. And that's, you know, you can see the incredible Nepali coast, 17 miles only accessible by hiking by boat um, or by air you've got the incredible ridge and waterfall hikes on the east side of the island of Oahu and um, I was fortunate to live there for three years and believe me Oahu is so much more than just Waikiki um, incredible beautiful rainforest and, and hiking opportunities on the east side of that island you know, and heading over to Maui, you have the beautiful upcountry area. That's the slopes of Haleakala Crater, which is a, one of the largest dormant volcanoes in the world, uh, summit at 10,023 feet. So going up for sunrise is absolutely magical as the sun seemingly rises straight out of the center of the crater. There's incredible hiking opportunities. There's biking, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then when you go to the east side of Maui is what people almost envision when they envision Hawaii, the beautiful Hana coastline, the east side dotted with stunning cliffside views, waterfalls, rainforest, bamboo forests, incredible hiking opportunities um, there as well. And the island of Hawaii, I think, is really an island that's synonymous for adventures, you know, in terms of the, the south and west, the sunny shores, incredible, absolutely beautiful um, snorkeling, some of the most beautiful coral reefs that you've got there, a night dive with the manta rays. And then, of course, you go to the east side, which is rainforests, waterfalls, and, of course, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. If you haven't heard, now Kilauea Volcano is currently active again. Uh, so you can watch this incredible phenomenon. Best time to view it, dawn or dusk. It is absolutely stunning to see that lava lake um, at Hale Ma'u Ma'u Crater. And, you know, even the, the less visited islands, going to the island of Lanai, only 3,000 people, offers incredibly unique terrain. You've got pine forests with these, you know, beautiful Norfolk pine trees. You've got red dirt trails and even a shipwreck for diving off the south coast. So tons to offer. Like Christy said, it's a great time to go to Hawaii when you have enough time to come and spend and do a multi-island adventure for sure. Absolutely. And that lava surfing is really good too, right? <laughs> I don't think I would recommend lava surfing. <laughs> lava viewing from a safe viewing point. Okay. I didn't know if that was one of the activities we could talk about. But uh, anyway, that's extreme. Right? Um, anyway, let's 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 jump on a thing because a lot of you talked about my next question, which was, you know, what what are some of the activities? And we did talk about that. Uh, let's talk about some of the resources you have for travel advisors to help them uh create this adventure travel uh, experience for their clients and what kind of maybe if you have training programs, if you have other things. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Christy, uh, about what you have uh, in South Africa that, for South Africa for travel advisors. Yeah, so we have many. We have a specialist course if you want to get certified and it has its own module on adventure travel. We have adventure-themed videos and a photo library that you are more than welcome to use for your marketing and social media efforts. We have a pretty extensive e-brochure, and that has its own section on adventure travel. There's a wealth of information on our website as well at SouthAfrica.net. If you're attending the virtual roadshow, visit our booth and download our adventure guide, which will be posted there um, during the event. 
And we're always working on growing our sales tools library for travel advisors. So if there's something that you need that doesn't exist, let me know and we'll try to build it for you. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Julie, tell us, I know you got a, several destinations there, but what do you have for travel advisors to help them create these adventure travel experiences for their clients? Well, definitely. So let's start with Northern Territory. That's probably the most established and, and they obviously feed into Tourism Australia's Great Specialist Program. And there's so many modules as part of that, including a very specific one to the Northern Territory. Um, so that's got a lot of great information and resources and, and certainly help the advisors. For the other destinations, as obviously probably most have recognized now, they, they tend to be smaller. They're probably a little lighter on the resource um, basis, but we're here as a local resource. So destinations at Myriad Marketing, if anyone has any questions, they can email us and we will certainly respond to them and provide that information. All of them have really great um, resources on their website. So Madeira's website has got a great section about nature and adventure sort of travel. And it's got all of these types of experiences listed there. The Northern Territory website has um, itineraries listed on their website. And the same with Shizuoka and also Rwanda, Rwanda's website. We also, for the destinations, we are consistently doing webinars. We have newsletters that go out to advisors. And then on occasion, we obviously have for meals. So, you know, depending on, you know, if if advisors are going to be in a country and, and want to add on something or we've got some specific program, we certainly do keep our advisor community updated on that. So really the best option is to reach out to us at that email that I mentioned, destinations at Myriad Marketing, and we can put them in touch with the right person that can give them the right resources. Fantastic. So a lot of good places to go to really help create that uh, dream adventure trip for your clients. And I'll go to Robin Yu as well uh, here uh, in terms of what Hawaii has to help uh, travel advisors create that uh, adventure experience. Yeah, I mean, our, our website is great. Just as my colleagues have shared, um, agents with an s.gohawaii.com is really a one-stop shop for information, images, videos, itineraries. I mean, everything that you can possibly imagine. Our specialist program is, is great. Even seasoned advisors say that it's really very helpful for them. Uh, it's very comprehensive. There's six courses, but everything is complimentary. It's mobile compatible. You can log in and out as your schedule allows and some great benefits, including consumer referrals, we, of course, do webinars as well um, in destination experiences on each of our respective islands. And recently, we've created specific to more outdoor active adventure, these brand new digital guides. And these are consumer facing pieces that can be downloadable from the agent portal. Um, but it's great content and really talking about all about incredible outdoor um, active adventure things throughout the island. So you can actually send these guides to your clients uh, based on their personal interests. So I encourage you to take a look at those because it's very specific towards kind of this outdoor active adventure um, audience. We've got myself, I cover um, the U.S., um, but I'm here as a resource. And we also have our individual island chapters that are boots on the ground in their respective islands. So please um, come visit the booth. We've got a, a flyer with information and everyone's contact information. We're here to help you in any way that we can. Great. Thank you, Robin. Now, and ask what, what, what does Saudi have in terms of helping uh, advisors uh, create adventure travel itineraries? Um, so similar to, to, to my fellow panelists, um, we do have a website, visit Saudi.com. If you go there, you'll find some information and some inspiration on what can, what people can do, um, ease of access when it comes to visa, what's the process and all that. But we also have the team that's available on the ground that could help in terms of uh, identifying products that are available, building itineraries, 
We're in the verge of uh, launching um, an educational website, a platform that will provide e-learning to, ad uh, to advisors, and at the same time host um, a library of uh, videos and images that could help in terms of building material and items. So we're working closely with uh, with our offices in, in terms of developing that. As you know, Saudi is a an emerging destination, more or less. We've, tourism only started in uh, September 2019, and then we got hit by COVID. So we're still building as we go. Uh, but uh, there's, having said that, even, even though we still have a lot of products that are available and a lot of experiences that can be built. So we're more than happy to, to meet with, uh, with agents and, and, and work on specific itineraries if need be. We have a, a full function that's focused on experience development and product development that's uh, in-house and, and ready to support uh, whenever required. Fantastic. And I know it's it's a destination many people are eager to go take a look at since it just opened so recently. Um, let, let's uh, let's go to another topic. I mean, obviously, adventure travel, we're obviously doing a whole show on advent, adventure and expedition travel. Why, why do you think uh, uh, adventure travel has become so popular? Um, uh, so it seemed it's not so popular so quickly, but it, uh, because of COVID or whatever, it's outdoors, it's things active, active, more active vacations. Why do you think it's become so popular? And I'll start with you, uh, 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 Julie, if you want to give your thoughts on on the reason why uh, people are looking at adventure travel. Well, I, I mean, I think that's exactly it. You know, James, we've we've all decided that we need to leave these active lifestyles, right? It, it's good for our mental health. It's good for our physical health and things like that. So I think when we go on vacation, yes, there's a time and a place for going and being on a beach and just having a relaxing portion of it. But but we want to do things. We want to experience things. And I think that's where it's really, um, you know, evolved and, and come about. And I think adventure is such a broad term these days. What what it means to me is, is very different to potentially what it means to any of the other panelists or any of the travelers out there. So I think that's why it, it is somewhat of an all-encompassing term, but I just think it's such an important part of, of, of the lifestyle of a traveler. And that's why it's become so important. And I think the destinations realize and acknowledge that they need the product to support that if their destinations are going to grow and, you know, sort of fulfill the promises that they're making to consumers, they need all these experiences and they need to offer them. So um, I think it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. And I think it's great to see so many destinations just offering these great experiences. Absolutely. Now, Robin, same question. What? Why do you think adventure is? I know Hawaii has always offered these things, but it seems since the, the pandemic, things have gotten even more more interesting in terms of what people want. I, I totally agree. I think you know people are looking for these incredible experiences. You know, it's not as much about the product; it, it is about those true experiences. And I think you know um, Hawaii's unique culture the diversity of environments you know makes it you know really popular for people looking for that variety of unique activities you know so much more I say than than sun sand and surf you know and I think you know we had a unique advantage during the, the pandemic to be a, a domestic yet exotic destination so for people to be able to come and experience an active volcano a snow-capped mountain all of this and have the ease convenience and comfort of domestic travel but this exotic, you know, rich culture and diversity of experiences, um, I think opened a lot of people's eyes to what Hawaii really offers kind of beyond that typical sun, sand and surf. So I think you'll continue to see more and more unique um, experiences offered by our incredible partners as well. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the sort of same question, but on the brain, because you're, you're kind of a relatively new destination, but right away you discovered uh, the importance of adventure travel. 
and 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 what people wanted. So uh, talk a little bit about why you think that's happened so quickly. So I, I just want to build on on, on on what was said in the sense of, you know, adventure is very subjective and the definition varies from one person to another. And I think that is the essence of, of travel is we travel because we want to have an adventure of our own, regardless of what that definition means. And um, in post-pandemic, people are relying more or wanting more experiences rather than, than products. They want to go out and, and experience more and, and and adventure is in the heart of that. You know, it is the essence of every experience is the adventure of trying something new. So yes, it is important, definitely. And and the way we looked at it in Saudi is our population, over 70% of the population is under the age of 35. So we are young inherently. So, so you can do all these young. adventure activities, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So so the population and the topography itself lends itself. So we have mountains and, and coastlines and deserts and all that and forests. So it, 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 it kind of, it was the perfect marriage of, of a young, eager and adventurous and uh, bright-eyed population looking into a gem of a, of a countryside. And, you know, uh, we're, we're trying to build history here. That's what Absolutely. we're trying to do. And, and I think you are, from what I saw. Now, uh, Christy, uh, same question. And, and obviously, South Africa has always been an adventure travel destination, but it, it's gotten more popular. And, and really, as we have emerged and you were, you opened, uh, you saw a surge in this interest, right? Yeah. So historically, we've gotten a lot of adventure travelers because we've always gotten a lot of coverage for safaris and you know shark cage diving. So a lot of those travelers were attracted to South Africa to see what else we offer and you know we offer a ton of different experiences so um these travelers you know a lot of them are new to the destination the adventures and the cool thing about south africa is that one in two travelers are likely to return again um once they've been and they're more likely to um get off the beaten track explore areas that don't always get as many international visitors which is wonderful that's the beauty of adventure traveler um, adventure travel, a lot of it takes place in rural and remote areas, wide open spaces, and that often leads to truly authentic experiences, you know, deeper human connections. Um, this also helps boost smaller local tourism enterprises and just really helps economically benefit the country um, in a wider place than just like, let's say, three stops. Um, we love adventure travelers. They're open, they're intrepid. Um, they love discovering hidden gems, for which we have so many. So it's a really important and, you know, long-standing, well-developed category of travel for South Africa. Absolutely, and it, it definitely is. Now, we're going to wind this up a little bit with sort front of a final question, and it's a two-part question is, uh, first of all, I'll give you a chance to say anything else you want to tell our travel advisors about adventure travel in your destination. And then I want you to give them some contact points uh, you know, website, email, we've mentioned some of the websites over time, uh, whatever you want that advisors can go to. Obviously, we're going to all push them down to our uh, trade show virtual floor uh, and get them to go to your booths uh, so they can get more information. But uh, let's start with you, Robin. Uh, anything else you want to say about Hawaii and adventure travel and then give your contact points? 
Yeah, I just like to say, just like Anas said, I think there's different types of adventure and outdoor travel. And I think that Hawaii appeals to, to so many different types from the extreme adventurers to families, you know, just looking to get together and do things, you know, and experience the outdoors um, together. And we also find that our adventure seekers are people that want to connect to the destination and give back. So we've developed incredible volunteerism opportunities throughout the islands through our Malama Hawaii program from, you know, a, a family going out to plant a legacy tree to beach cleanups, you know, they find then they are more connected to the place and the people um, uh, of that place. So uh, that's something that we're seeing more and more of our adventure clients um, interested in. And we're all here to help you. As I mentioned, um, I cover all of the islands. Uh, my email is rbasso at hvcb.org. But keep in mind that Travel Advisor website is really your best one stop shop at agents with with an s dot go hawaii.com if you've not created a profile take you under five minutes and you've got access to all of the great resources that we offer fantastic and and that's what what anything more you want to say about adventure travel in saudi uh as well as some contact points uh, places that people can go uh for travel sure sure I, I just wanted to highlight you know um a few things one getting into saudi is easier than ever you can get your visa online. Yep, There's direct connection, connect, connecting flight. Exactly. So it's it's really easy. Right now, we just announced that um, we're uh, wavering or offering no visa access for uh, 96 hours for any transit travelers. So this is an opportunity to experience the country. Um, I, I would just sum it up then by saying, uh, so yes, Saudi does have a lot of adventure experiences to offer, but the whole country is an adventure in a way, if you want to look at it as experiencing something for the first time, experiencing something new, looking into a country that uh, not a lot of people know about of, and it's being, uh, in a way, misjudged, at least the people. So this is an opportunity for you to experience it firsthand and see firsthand what the country has to offer. And we can't wait and we are eager to welcome people in and, and show them who we are. Uh, I would urge you to connect with the team that's available on the floor. Uh, they have all the information. And uh, again, you can visit, uh, go to the website, visit Saudi.com, and um, everything should be available there. Great. Well, thank you. And it sounds great. Now, uh, Christy, uh, tell us uh, uh, la any last thoughts on uh, adventure travel in South Africa and also your contact points. Yeah, thanks. So I do want to say um, one last thing that, you know, oftentimes adventure travel goes hand in hand with sustainable tourism. And sustainability was built into the ethos of South Africa's travel offerings decades ago with wildlife conservation by safari tourism. It's interwoven into our DNA as a destination. Um, this, is, this is probably going on now today more so than ever. So conservation-minded travelers can really feel like they're making a choice to travel to South Africa that contributes positively to communities, to wildlife, to preservation of natural spaces just by visiting. So I hope that travel advisors can set aside some time in 2023 to come check out what's new in South Africa. If you haven't been, come see us for the first time. Um, experience some of these activities and adventure travel and share them with your clients. And please encourage your clients to come see us soon so they can finally take that trip they've always wanted and enjoy the magical outdoor playground that is South Africa. And some contact points, um, pretty much all of our sales tools or most of them are on our destination portal on Insider Travel Report. So 
visit the site, click on the South Africa page. You'll get all our contact information, um, a summary of all the latest press releases, our sales tools, our, our specialist course, everything that's new with us is pretty much stored up there. And we're doing a two-part webinar series and the two webinars um, in January and February will also be posted um, with the recordings on our portal. So throw a bookmark in there and visit um, whenever you wanna see what's new in South Africa. Fantastic and great, great. You get a lot of stuff down there. I know I totally forgot about the portal that, that is on my website. Uh, which I shouldn't do that, but yeah, it's it's actually a good way to go find people. Uh, last but not least, uh, Julie, uh, uh, fill us in on any other thoughts you have on the destinations that you represent in adventure travel, and then again, the contact points uh, for travel advisors. Sure. Well, I think um, inherently all of the destinations that we represent are adventurous because they're not necessarily the first thing that, that the advisors or their clients are thinking about. But I'd really encourage the clients to, to, to dig deeper. And yes, there's a place for all the destinations, but going somewhere that maybe your clients are the first to go to or they can talk about it um, adds to the adventure of it. Um, I also think, you know, we have something for every sort of region of the world, if you will. Um, but you can do similar activities. But once you get there and you meet that local guide that's, you know, hiking with you in Madeira, that's going to be a really different experience than the local guide you're meeting hiking with you in Rwanda and things like that. Same for Australia and, and Shizuoka in Japan. So I'd say, you know, think about that and, and get to what your clients want. And I think we have something that that really could, you know, meet their needs. Um, they're all great adventurous destinations. Um, in terms of contacts, um, I'll give you all their websites. Visit Madeira.com, visit Rwanda.com, northernterritory.com, and explore shizioka.jp. So they've all got great websites, all in English. Um, and then just by contacting us, destinations at Myriad Marketing, we can get you in touch with the right person that looks after that destination, that's been to that destination, that has sort of the information that, that's going to help you sell it. Um, but I'd really just encourage you to visit us as part of the virtual trade show and, and get adventurous in, in 2023 and, and see some of these great destinations that you maybe haven't considered before. There you have it. Some great adventure travel destinations right here. There are a lot more in the world, but these are some of the best. Uh, and what you can do, as uh, Julie just suggested, go go to the uh, virtual trade show booth that we have and look at the booths for all of these destinations. And uh, you'll find out even more. And then, of course, there are other resources as well. I want to thank uh, all four of you for joining us today. Uh, it's been a great discussion. I've been lucky enough to go to many of your destinations and actually experiencing some adventure travel. Uh, so, and, and I want to do a lot more, believe me. So again, thanks very much for, for joining us.